That's how we should. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that opening. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do Hi, it. Hi everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Play Choices Podcast, a podcast you hear. I'm your host, B. I'm the co-host, Lucas. So we're gonna spend this episode discussing chapter seven through eight of Laws of Attraction. This episode is not spoiler safe, so if you want to avoid spoilers for Laws of Attraction chapters one through eight, please go read those first and we'll be here for you to come back and listen. How are you doing? I'm great. <laughs> Not me sound like Jenny the Tiger. Not me sound like the I'm great. I'm great. I'm good. I'm great. <laughs> that was the most random ass reference, and I hate that I remembered how that went. <laughs> I know. I know. I will never recover from the amount of commercials that I consumed as a child. I know. Even the I fact know. that like I don't have cable anymore. So I never actually see commercials anymore, but I will never recover from the amount. You remember that commercial? Let's talk about this. Remember that commercial? It's like the general. Go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to the general and save, and save today. <laughs> <laughs> and then what was the other one? Um, What's that student connect? The one where the girl would get up. She starts thinking about going back to school. Get connected for free. With Education Connection. <laughs> connection. Get connected for free. With Education Connection. Oh my god, do you remember F to the R to the E to the E to the... the come on, sing No, I on. do. I do. I do. But I didn't see that one as often. We went off the deep end with that one. Let's get back. <laughs> hey, everybody. How about mission I'm on Twitch? <laughs> <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Play Choices Podcast. We play Romance Club every Tuesday at 7 p.m. EST, 4 p.m. PST if you'd like to join us live. I also do post the replays on our YouTube channel, which is also under Play Choices Podcast. I'm so used to doing that plug because I do that every damn stream now. I got that shit memorized. (laughs) But yeah, it's a fun time. We have a little viewer base that's pretty consistent. They like to come through. We like to make fun of the stories, like to make fun of my reaction to the stories. We just finished Heaven's Secret, Lucas. That is a game that we are going to cover. Even though it's not choices, we're going to make a couple of episodes of Heaven's Secret because that book is just like a little bit too good for me to not want to have an in-depth conversation about it so we're definitely gonna have to record some episodes on that but that don't hold me don't ask me three weeks from now where the episode is because it's gonna take some time okay that's a hefty motherfucking book and the one thing i'll tell you it's on the app romance club lucas you know Mm -hmm. how choices like we be picking different choices it doesn't really typically lead to a different outcome romance club there are so many different scenes and endings you can't unlock based off of the choices that you make. Like, it really is something we have to, like, deep dive. Like, I don't think we're going to be able to knock out three chapters in, like, one episode. Like, it's going to be a long-running series, you know? But I have a great time. If you haven't played Romance Club, I would recommend it. Like I said, I'm Worf Pixberry, and Choice is sure as shit does not sponsor us, so I don't owe them anything. Period. Romance Club is a great visual novel app. I've had a lot of fun playing it. I mean... My biggest complaint about it is its issues of representation and diversity, which I have the same complaints at with Choices. So I, Choices is a little bit better on the representation and diversity front, but not so significant that I'm going to like 
dock significant amount of points of romance club they both have their challenges when it comes to representation and diversity from a story customization standpoint and from a story plot standpoint so far i've been generally pretty pleased with the stories that i've played so um if you are interested in watching me stream romance club again i do that every tuesday 4 p.m pst 7 p.m esd the link is in our somewhere in the episode description <laughs> <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Play Choices Podcast. Let me stop being lazy. So yeah, like I said, we're going to be discussing Laws of Attraction today. Here's the thing I'll, I'll start before we even start talking about chapter content. Remember what I said in the early episodes, Laws of Attraction? Yes. You remember what I said? Yes. Remember what I told Gabe? Yes. I told Gabe, you have until chapter eight. Right. Well, bitch, we're at chapter eight. Yep. And I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. We'll get there when we we'll get, get there. there. Mm-hmm. Oh. You you have anything you want to say before we just dive into chapter seven? I got mine. Oh. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. I got mine. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay, okay, we're gonna keep it at that. Let's start with chapter seven. So again, this chapter is titled What's Mine is Yours. As a reminder, the default MC name is Quinn Michaels. That is the name we will be referring to the MC as for the duration of the episode. The chapter summary says Lydia is married, dot, 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 and you're going to need a miracle to fix it. So last time we left off, let's recap. Let's recap. Last time we left off, we was dealing with this rich-ass motherfucker who hired us to basically fix his rich people problems is the summary of it, essentially. Right. And his daughter was getting groomed by a dude who goes after, like, young... Hear it? Hear it? Hear it? Is that... How do you say that? Harris? 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 Sure. Harris? Mm-hmm. He was go. This is a man who goes after young Harris's... I don't know if I'm saying that right. Young bitches with money. That's what he goes after. <laughs> Young, young, rich bitches. Young, rich bitches. He respectfully. Be, he be <laughs> respectfully to them, not to him. Because <laughs> he'd be grooming the fuck out of them. Right. But this is what he does. This is how he makes his money. He cons young, rich girls, because they're underage, cons them into, you know, being in a relationship with them, and then he leaves them and takes takes what he can. So last chapter, we were trying to convince her to leave this man now at the end of the last chapter we discovered that they're married so we're trying to figure out how to solve this without losing our biggest client so the chapter will begin with everyone expressing their disbelief at lydia being married um we learn that the couple is headed to hawaii for their honeymoon which is where lydia was born so this is like one of those things that's highlighted in the dialogues so you're like you know it's going to be important but then you're like how the fuck does that come into play exactly and I, the foreshadowing was, like, just not there, but I think they executed that very well. I said, oh, okay. I did like the execution, but they kept mentioning Hawaii. I said, I don't even, you know, with lots of attraction, I don't even try to predict where they're going with it anymore. I just wait. I'm like, I'll just figure it out at the end of the episode. Right, right. I don't need to sit here and do, like, mind games and it hurts it hurts too much it hurts i just don't know what they're getting at so i'm like i'll figure it out at the end of the chapter because i don't have no fucking clue what they're like i'm done with gabe's games it hurts it's just Uh it'd be too much exactly so upstairs in the office rothwell is pretty much already in sadie's office complaining about the wedding so he reveals that he learned that joey has done this to other you know young women before we're going to just call them young women because i apparently can't say the word and then those cases ended in settlements where he got a lot of money. So 
we know that this is his strategy. This is his game. So before they move on to solve the case, Gabe will show the Ranky. So where did you land? Baby, I've always been first. I will never be nothing but first. Let me tell you something. He flashed on rankings. I was in third place. I said, is this because I don't buy the outfits? Wait, what? I was in third place. I've, I've bought every strategy decision. Every diamond scene that goes to our strategy points, I've done it. I don't know if it's just because I haven't bought the outfits, but I looked at third place. I said, well, fuck y'all. <laughs> I've been winning cases left and right, and just because I don't want to wear a little pencil skirt, I'm... Gigi was fifth place for me, and I was happy. Gigi was in first place, I think. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, they got me fucked up. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> I'm, like, third place. Even, even if Gabe, I heard, am Gabe heard what you said. Gabe heard what you said, and it was very <laughs> confrontational. He said, okay, all right. He said, let me show her her place. <laughs> she wanted to come up me in the office. Oh, no. This, and this is what I'm saying. Work, workplace romances, y'all got to be careful. This is what they be doing to you. <laughs> you, get, you have one argument. All of a sudden, you went third place in a competition. You was obviously beating everybody else just because I didn't want to wear a little pencil skirt to his office. Wow. Yeah, that hurt me. I had a moment. I, I was... Playing the chapter, I was I clutched my pearls for a second. I said, third place? Third place? The audacity. I am not a third place bitch. Uh-uh. Not, not with the work. I'm, not with the diamonds I've been spending on this. Uh-uh. Okay. <laughs> for real. Uh-uh. That should have me. I did a double. I did a double take. So, yeah, you in first place. I'm in third. I'm hurt about it, obviously. I'm upset. I feel betrayed. And this is another reason why Gabe, Gabe needs to watch his fucking back around me. Because <laughs> I'm not. I'm not playing these fucking games. Okay, I'm not the one. <laughs> right? So after the rankings are shown, Gabe will tell the team to pack for a flight to Vegas in two hours. The team will arrive at a very fancy resort. Gabe will suggest that they pair up to find information on Lydia. You can either choose to go with Gabe, Ashlyn, or Gigi. Who did you pair up with? Who do, who do you think I paired up with? I want to say, oh, I think at this point, you're still Team Gabe. I think you were still Team Gabe at this point. I am, but I chose Gigi. Really? Yes, I don't know. Because you were trying I, to figure out more about this bitch? bitch Is you that already know. You already mm-hmm. know, because I'm like, who are you? Right. I said, who are you? Like, I was like, mm-mm. I said, oh, I you I don't ever Gigi really too. get scenes with her. I think I went with Gigi, too. I think I did. Yeah, because that was the scene where she was gambling. Y'all were gambling together. Yes, yep. Mm-hmm. So I will say it. The, the scenes are a little bit different, but they're not so significant. So it doesn't really matter who you pair up with. Um, we'll learn that Joey pressured Lydia into marrying him to prove her love to him. And so the people who they talk to at the casino are able to give them the address of the chapel that they mentioned going to. So the team will reconvene. They'll share all the info that they learn. We learned that the chapels keep all of their marriage licenses on site. So there's a chance they can actually find Lydia's at this place. So Gabe will hatch a plan to pretend to be a couple who wants to get married while the rest of the team tries to find the license. It's the 17 diamond scene where you can gain strategy points. Did you take it? I did take it. And can we just say how Gigi's character was like, I don't think my girlfriend would like that. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm trying to think if the gender of her partner changes depending on because you play a man right yes 
I think she dates whatever gender is opposite of your MC. Because oh, I think, okay, like, because okay. I play as a woman, I think she says her boyfriend, but I, I, I'm, I'm just saying that very tentatively, as you can tell from the tone of my voice. I'm not 100% sure about that. It is cool that they made her, like, assuming that that doesn't change by the gender canonically queer, right? right. I like that. I like seeing representation about, like, black queer women. That's nice to see. Especially someone who's, like, very accomplished. And she's yes. not, like, she's not, like, a bitch or anything. She's not unlikable for any reason up to this point. Like, we haven't really found anything out about her. We're, we're, like, looking at her sideways, you know? Gigi really, like, I will say, like, we were throwing some shade on her in the first, like, episode we did. Because we were just very, like, where where is she going to do? Yeah. But I will say, up through Chapter 8, like, I really haven't. She just chill. Honestly, I love the banter between, like, your, your like colleagues throughout these next two chapters oh i love it oh it's a great dynamic they have put together a team that is genuinely so entertaining to like i like them like i like Mm -hmm. the supporting characters it's so crazy how this like this series is not all about like the mc like i love it no i love it Uh, they they, and each of them have their own like strong personalities or like unique things about them that i really enjoy that's why it's so interesting to watch them interact with each other Mm -hmm. especially because like like in the last one where they were um trying to convince lydia like the mc was trying to get lydia away from her boyfriend and so the rest of them distracted yeah, and because they were like, if anyone's going to do it, it's you. Like, we know, like, you're better at this. Right. And so they were distracting them. And it was like, if depending on the scene that you picked, if they went to go, like, play pool or something, Gigi was, like, making fun of making fun of um, Martin. And I was like, damn, they, they kind of actually could see this kind of working a little bit. Like, it's like they yes. learn each other's quirks and they're kind of, like, making fun of each other and, like, having kind of a good time. So I do. I think they've made a really good um, group dynamic that's enjoyable to watch in this one but did you say that you took this i did i did Mm. okay i also took it okay before we get on with the rest of the chapter let me interrupt with some plugs so you can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash play dash choices dash podcast slash message it could show up in a future episode you can also directly support this podcast at anchor.fm slash play dash choices dash podcast slash support if we haven't convinced you yet listen to this amazing amazing commercial that lucas and i put together for you it takes me hours (laughs) it takes me no keep singing it takes me hours to record no keep doing it it takes me hours to record and edit this podcast and with your donation of one dollar a month could save me from smashing her fucking head into a wall thank you so much and back to our episode so at the chapel um, Gabe and Quinn will learn that Lydia and Joey arrived at the chapel just before midnight. They learn that they issue all certificates and licenses on the spot, and they file the licenses weekly with the state. So Gabe finds a license, which reveals that they are married exactly at 12.01 a.m. So after gaining all this info, Gabe and Quinn will leave. <clears throat> a few days later, Gabe will assign them all new cases. i am be honest with you, I forget which cases they're working on. No, oh, I do. It's so time-consuming how, like, 
it's just I'm tired. Because <laughs> we have this new pro bono case, which kind of gets wrapped up in this chapter, right? Like it I don't think we're gonna revisit it again. But we still have the outlet fire case. Yep. We have Lydia. Then there's another case that gets revealed at the end of chapter eight, which I'm not gonna skip ahead to. There's a lot of shit. I'm like, damn, lawyers really do be busy. They gotta juggle all this shit. Right, right, right. So Gigi and Quinn will team up on a pro bono case for Adam Wexler, who has been accused of Grand Theft Auto. We learned that Adam is a straight-laced person who wouldn't seem like the usual suspect for, you know, a Grand Theft Auto case. So it's a little bit intriguing before you, you know, actually meet Adam. So Gigi and Quinn will arrive at the Wexler apartment where they meet Adam and his mom. We learn that Adam's boyfriend, whose name is Jason, is related to the case. They've been dating for two years, but Jason isn't out to his family because he is afraid of being disowned by them if they discover his sexuality. Jason allowed Adam to drive his aunt's car, but his parents reported the car missing and are now saying that he stole the car. In the middle of the story, Gigi's phone will ring. Sadie has called everyone in for a briefing before the court closes, and now a diamond choice is offered. It's 16 diamonds. Gigi will offer to agree to deal with Sadie, and, Qu- and Quinn will stick around to help Adam, which will, one, help them get on Gabe's good side because Gabe thinks that pro bono cases are really important, so he wants them to take them seriously. This diamond scene also says it'll give us info for Lydia's case. So did you take this as well? I did because I'm so tired of being on Lydia's case. Yes. I was like, can we please wrap this up? Jesus. Wrap it up. First of all, I said, let me let me talk to somebody else. I actually feel sympathetic. I mean, not that I don't feel sympathetic towards Lydia because she's obviously being groomed. But again, it's kind of like rich people problems. Right. Like either way, she will be okay. Yeah, she's going to be fine no matter what. She has enough money to pay for whatever therapy she needs after right. <laughs> that relationship. Right, right. And then me, this poor like gay man of color who's just like going through it. Because of, like, an extenuating circumstance he's not in control of. I was like, of course I want to help him. Like, duh. I took it, too. So, once you take the diamond scene, we'll learn that Adam is worried because Jason's testimony could help him lose the charge. But it would also put him put his relationship with his family at risk. We learned that Jason had just turned 18 and they took the car three months before he turned 18. So, legally, he was not an adult at the time of the crime. So Quinn actually knows the juvenile DA from law school, which is helpful because the DA has a stance against prosecuting minors for like lower level offenses. And Quinn, you know, kind of leaves Adam with the impression that they're confident that he's not going to get charged. So later on, Quinn is thinking about Lydia's case in their office, kind of wondering if Lydia could have been underage when she was married, which would technically invalidate the marriage. Gigi will walk in and ask how things went. Quinn can tell Gigi about their hunch for Lydia, which will improve their relationship, bearing that Quinn shares credit for the fine. So did you share this info? I did. I did. I did. I because I, I, I feel connected to them now, and I hate it. Like, the supporting yeah. characters. I just feel like, I at this point, I'm like, I kind of trust Gigi. She seemed kind of chill. Right. But I, I did it, and I said, if she stabs me in the back after this bitch, it's on. And also, me and you are both still trying to figure out who she is. And it's just, like, yeah. a perfect opportunity to be self-aware if she stabs us in the back. Yeah, because I think sometimes sometimes you have to give people the opportunity to fuck up to see if they're going to do it. Because otherwise, you'll never know what their personality is like. Because Gigi's been flying real under... She's been real cool, calm, collected, under-the-radar kind of person, right? Like, she's high enough in the ranking that... Especially in my game, Damn. She's high enough in the ranking that you're not really concerned about her performance, but, I mean, she's not tripping about it either. 
Right. <laughs> right. She's not like Martin who would like cut our throats <laughs> to get like higher in the competition. So later on, they reveal their find to the team. And Quinn explains that since Hawaii is in an earlier time zone than Vegas, Lydia was technically 17 and underage at the time of the marriage. So later, Joey, Lydia, and Mr. Rothwell and the team will meet at the office. Joey will taunt Lydia with a divorce, and Lydia is, like, fucking pissed. Like, you can definitely tell by this point she fully understands that she fucked up. If you took the diamond scene with Lydia previously, she'll tell Quinn that she got a prenup, which does impress Sadie. You know, it does add a little bit of strategy to your game. The prenup did end up giving Joey a quarter of her assets, though. So it was like, she had the right energy, you know? It was like, she took my advice, but wanted to one-up me by, like, doing it her way. And it's just like, why didn't you just listen to me? Exactly. Like, please, you could have just done it... She said, I thought a quarter was better than half. I said, yeah, technically. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You, in theory, yeah. Girl, you know, I guess. You could have went with like a 12th, you know. <laughs> you could have just said none. You could have just said he gets nothing. Right. You could have said that. But instead, she didn't. So Gabe will begin to explain how they're going to annul the marriage when Bo steps up and claims the find about the Hawaii time zone thing. I said, meet me outside. <laughs> meet me outside, Bo. Meet me outside. This is why the whole sob story from the previous one, he was like, I was a rich kid. I was taken advantage of. I'm like, mm, you just playing dumb, huh? Yeah, yeah. You just playing dumb. You trying to get me to me feel sorry off. for you, Oh, my God. I said, it's these frat. You can't trust these frat boys. You really can't. There's something... Every time, every time I've ever seen a frat boy, I just think to myself, you can't trust them. And then what do they do? Prove that you, you can't trust them. They prove it. They prove it. The proof is in the pudding, baby. And it's right there. So Sadie will be impressed by Bo, but the rest of the team um, will compliment him sarcastically. Because obviously you can't just call him out and be like, oh, you a fucking liar in front of the client. That doesn't look good. Um, so everyone, literally even, like, Gigi's like, wow. <laughs> And that's when I was like, Gigi, my bitch. Gigi, my bitch. She's my ride or die. She's my ride or die, bro. Like, I was I like, like I that, you. it even describes that Gabe, like, kind of squints at him and goes, hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, everyone was giving him the side eye. So later, Sadie will catch Quinn in the elevator and comments on Bo's fine. Quinn can either compliment Bo or admit the truth. Which one did you pick? Listen. Mm-hmm. I'm prideful, bitch. When I said I hit the truth so fucking fast, and Sadie's response? Let me tell you something. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Let me first describe what happens. If you pick telling Sadie the truth, she gets mad at Quinn and tells him to handle it with Bo and that the job isn't about Quinn's ego. And I think she says something like, this isn't a fucking playground. Like, I'm not here to, like, handle your conflicts, essentially. Especially with me playing as a woman is such bullshit because the amount of times I've heard it's happened to me has happened to other female colleagues of mine who they'll have an idea and a man will take the credit for it. And it's just like to see Sadie tell like my female MC, like take it up with them. Like it's not about your ego, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, Sadie, did you just wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Did you miss like did your little secretary forget to get you like an extra cup of coffee? And that's why you're acting like this because otherwise this does not show great leadership skills at all whatsoever. Shouldn't you care? 
about people on your team getting the appropriate amount of credit, it would be one thing if Quinn decided to do that in front of Mr. Rothwell. Like, I could see how Quinn gets scolded for that. But to do it in private? But, like, and it's also favoritism because that's your fucking family disgrace nephew, bitch. Like, yeah. The fuck? Why are you that's mad straight at up me? nepotism. Right. That's straight up nepotism. Then the other thing that I'm mad about, too, is because, like, Gabe is our our superior in the situation. So why didn't Gabe pull Sadie aside and be like, hey, just so you know, that wasn't Vote's fine. Right. What's going on here? I don't like the fact that we work in an environment where if someone steals our idea that we can't be like, hey, that was mine. Especially when you know how cutthroat the competition is. Yes. I just really did not appreciate that. And like, I get that it's quote unquote like realistic and that happens in a lot of these professional settings, but it makes me mad. Like I hope that I hope in later chapters they follow up on that and say he like apologizes or something. Right. Because otherwise, right. if you just leave that in the book as is, I feel like it's setting up the standard where you're telling your readers like, hey, it's not okay to stand up for yourself in the workplace, which is so fucking like inappropriate. And like genuinely I hope that they write you know, they write some sort of apology or some sort of, like, come-to-Jesus moment for Sadie, because to me, that was just super fucking inappropriate to say that. Yeah, absolutely. Because if I'm working at a job where someone steals my idea and I go to, you know, someone who's, like, higher up and I go, hey, you know, this person kind of, like, took credit for something that I did, and their response is, like, oh, this isn't a fucking playground, all of a sudden, I'm not going to be super motivated to work there anymore. Oh, best believe. Cause that's some bullshit. Like if I came up with the idea and then some like just empty headed, a muscular ass motherfucker who smells, by the way, according to the next chapter, we learn that he stinks, got credit for my idea. <laughs> I'll be so mad. Learns that he got BO. Okay. This man got bad BO y'all. This man stinks like metaphorically and literally. He smells. Yes. yes. Oh, Bo, B-O. We're going to call Bo B-O. Because this man fucking sucks. (laughs) He needs some axe. (laughs) You know, some people be using that natural deodorant. He needs that industrial. He needs that aluminum in his pits. (laughs) Need something yeah, odor blocking. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that part in the next chapter. So afterwards, Sadie will comment that she's inviting the team to the Association of American Law Professionals annual conference as a thank you. And apparently, this is a very important conference. That's the cliffhanger we're left off um, on chapter seven. Is there anything you would like to say before we move on to chapter eight? I didn't like the end of chapter seven. Chapter seven was good. I didn't like the end of chapter seven. Yeah. It was, I'm not, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it at what I That's said. That's it. That's it. Chapter eight was a lot better. Chapter eight was a hell of a lot better. All right. Before we move on to the rest of the chapter, let me interrupt to plug our socials. We are at Play Choices Podcast on Instagram and at Play Choices Pod on Twitter. You can also go to playchoicespodcast.tumblr.com for a Tumblr page, which is where I post any episode notes that I have, like links to posts I've mentioned, photos I've mentioned, or more. We're also available for listening on all major platforms, so if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate, review, and subscribe. 
it's a funky thing with the algorithm that helps us a lot. I wish I could explain it more in depth, but I just know that it helps us. So we do appreciate any reviews that you leave us. And as always, we are a growing podcast. So if you see us pop up on your socials, we do appreciate a share, a retweet, or a reblog, depending on the platform you see us on. We also appreciate it when you share our podcast with your fellow choices-loving friends. And now back to the episode. All right, so let's move on to chapter eight, cold commingling. The chapter summary says Sadie's taking you all to the most important conference in the legal world. Can you impress her? So the chapter will open up with the senior associates hanging in the office kitchen. Bo will make a comment about being excited to go to the conference with all of his buds, and Martin will quickly call him out for taking credit in the meeting prior. Bo will try to brush it off, and Quinn can either say they're over it, they should have expected it, or say that they're still mad. What'd you pick? I said we should have expected it. I think I chose the I'm still mad option. Because I feel like, I don't know how your dialogue was when you picked that we should have expected it, but sometimes, the, here's how I imagine it going. I should, I just imagine Quinn going to be like, I should have expected it from someone like you. And it's like kind of casually angry, but it's not serious. And I was like, no, I need to let this bitch know that I'm mad. And that's not even what it was because that's why I clicked it. That's what I thought the response would yield. And mm-hmm. um, Quinn was like, I should have expected it because we're all trying to, like, we're all neck and neck in this competition and we're all trying to, like, one up each other and, like, get the spot. And I'm like, no, Quinn, that's not what I fucking no. said. I just should have expected it because you wouldn't nepotism ass bitch. Right. That's what I meant. That's what I that's what I said. That's what I said. Wow. No, I let him know that I was upset. And I understand this was an opportunity, like if he decided to just like let it brush off and stuff, it's an opportunity to like improve your relationship with him. But I'm like, what do I get from improving my relationship with this man? It's not like it's been yielding me any benefits so far. Wow, I got one smoothie. He's he a snake. The fuck? Right. I got one smoothie. Like, bitch, like, I can't afford a smoothie on my own. I got gay buy me drinks, bitch. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I digress. I digress. I'm, wow. I'm mad. I'm mad. <laughs> you pulled out your flirting relationship with your boss and rubbing his face. <laughs> Like, yo, your whole aunt don't even love you. Like, ha. (laughs) (laughs) That's why she tried to embarrass you at the bonfire. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So, Ashlyn will note that the team is leaving before the conference has started, and Gabe will admit that they organized a team-building activities day before the conference. So, this will create some chatter about whether they're being scored during the team-building. So, do you think that this actually factors into the scores, or do you think they were really just there to have fun? Nah, bro. No. I said, they is going to factor this in. Like, I just don't trust it. I agree with you, but then I was, when I actually got to the scene, I was like, how is this getting scored? Right. Uh, who makes the best s'mores? Like, I was like, how are we determining this? <laughs> <laughs> and I like the fact that, like, Martin made some, like, smart-ass comment, and Sadie was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes! Yes! Sadie is a fucking shark. Like, she has been on it these past couple of chapters, bruh. She's, like, speak when spoken to, and, like... Pretty much. Oh, God. Just... Pretty fine. much. Except for the end of chapter seven, but uh, right, you know, love her in every other instance, but when she does it to us, I don't enjoy it quite as much. No, 
So the team building will take place in the woods of Massachusetts. Their first activity is in the air obstacle course kind of thing. And Sadie and Gabe will leave the team to get started while they sort their bags. It's a very cute scene where you can work together with the entire team to finish a course. I kind of have to say, did you realize that the, did you realize that something about the guide was like off for the obstacle course? No. Do you remember her dialogue? Mm-mm. Her dialogue was like, oh my God, do my bangs look good? <laughs> <laughs> no one would respond to her and she said it twice. And then I think someone asked her like, what are you talking about? And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, and then just like, switch over to giving them instructions on how to like win in the obstacle course and i was like what is going on that is so weird did you notice that no i I don't know if i got that i i don't know because sometimes pixelary will go back and they'll like remove dialogue sometimes so i don't know because we're definitely recording this like after a couple weeks after chapter eight has been released so i don't know if they just removed that but i very vividly like have in my notes i was like why is this guy talking about her bangs (laughs) like i thought i I thought i was gonna go somewhere and then it just never went anywhere and i was like why did they write that that's (laughs) like that's awkward it made no sense. I don't know. Someone, it, let me know. If you remember the guy talking about her bangs, let me know. Because at this point, it feels kind of like a fever dream. <laughs> I have no idea why that was included in my scene, but it was. Hey, everyone. This is post-production V. Since recording this episode, which I want to say we recorded this like late July. So it's been a while since re-recorded and when this is actually getting published but since recording this episode i have discussed this dialogue on twitter with my dear dear friends fishty and eric and they were more than happy to inform me that this dialogue actually referred to the guide and ashlyn looking physically very similar in their design so that's why whenever the guide looks at Ashlyn, she thinks to herself, oh, should I try bangs? Because they look alike and Ashlyn has bangs. So I now know that. Please do not flood my comments with the explanation. I know. I know. Just wanted to pop in and say that really quickly. Okay, bye. So later the team is at their cabins roasting s'mores, and the team will share some entertaining dialogue before Quinn notices that Ashlyn and Gabe seem distracted. So there is a free choice to spend time with either. So who did you choose? I chose Gabe. Okay. And then there are diamond scenes for both of them. So I'm assuming you took the diamond scene with Gabe. I did. Okay. Let's let's talk about Gabe. Okay. Let's have a conversation about this. I will say he literally pointed out my favorite constellation, which is Orion, and then, like, Orion's belt and, like, the warrior. And, like, I don't know. I just felt really co- – I, I truly, in that moment, felt so connected to him. But mm, let, let's talk about yeah, it. Yeah, Lucas is an astrology bitch. I didn't really give a fuck. At his point <laughs> at the stars, I said there's other things you could be touching with that person, you know? <laughs> So if you take the scene with Gabe, Gabe will admit at the campfire that they want to get Quinn alone, even though he knows that he shouldn't. So he'll take Quinn to a nearby lake. We learned that Gabe, you know, was outdoors. He actually used to be a Boy Scout. And there's a lot of really heavy flirtation. And they get very close to kissing, like very, yes, very close. Super close. Mm-hmm. I mean, like close, close. Uh-huh. And right before they kiss, who is it? B.O.? His fucking B.O., his dumb ass. Bo will jump into a lake 
very close to them and that will remind gabe like oh yeah we're not alone here and then the scene will end that's the bo catch me catch me over here by the woods real quick please now this is where we get back to what i said in the beginning of the episode oh say it again this man had Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. until chapter eight with me yep say it where are we at chapter eight chapter eight i have other prospects Mm -hmm. so you know what i did i did not pick gabe for the scene i picked ashlyn (gasps) let me tell you what happens in the scene okay so quinn and ashlyn will go inside of their cabin for a nightcap ashlyn will admit that she was getting a little bit drained being with the group because she always feels like she's in competition she can't really trust anybody which is very exhausting (laughs) say that again Mm-hmm. So there is a very tender moment where Ashton says that hanging out with Quinn just feels different. She doesn't feel like she's on edge. She doesn't feel like she's in the competition. You know, she just feels like she's hanging out with someone that, you know, she gets along with. We also learned that Ashton is also outdoorsy. Like she used to camp a little bit, all those kind of stuff, right? There is an opportunity to kiss Ashlyn. Get the fuck out. When I tell you I kissed her, let me tell you what happened. I kissed her. She was all chasing stuff. She was like, oh my God. Um, you pull away, Ashlyn gets on top of you and sits in your lap and starts making out with you until they knock on the door and Ashlyn's like, oh yeah, I guess we should stop. I feel robbed. <laughs> I feel betrayed and hurt. <laughs> Why? You know what? Let's give a round of applause for Choices. For really putting in the work with the non-written in L.I. Mm-hmm. That's a good-ass scene. Mm-hmm. Bitch. She got on top of me. I said Ashlyn. Oh, girl. I'm telling you, Ashlyn stands, they ate good in this chapter. They, they ate good. They, they had s'mores. Because that's the thing, the entire time you've been with Ash, and she's like, oh, wait until we get outside of work. Wait until we get outside of work. And let me tell you, um, outside of work, Ash? It was outside of work, and, and it was worth waiting for. Wow. I said, I'm sorry, Gabe. I'm strictly Team Ashlyn right now. You've taken a little bit too long. Um, I can't do another, you know, we're in chapter eight. I can't do another eight chapters of this. Wow. So I'm switching over to my girlfriend, and I'm happy that I did. I really am. I'm really happy that I did. Will you be pursuing Gabe still after this? Do you think you're still gonna? I don't know. <laughs> Girl, you know me and man, I don't ever learn my fucking lesson. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Ask me a different listen, question. <laughs> listen, when Gabe is over there whispering on the, the shell of your ear, I'm gonna be... <laughs> eating out Ashlyn in the office <laughs> and I'll let you know what that's like okay I'll let you know and you um, let me know how your blue balls are they hurt <laughs> <laughs> they about to form their own constellations oh, oh my god <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so the next morning, the team will head to the conference. The networking session will begin, and there are lots of opportunities to gain networking points to impress Sadie and Gabe, especially if you help the other associates network. I will say there's a bit about helping Bo by spreading a rumor about the other firm, which I... First of all, I don't want to help this man. Right, right. And second of all, you going against my morals. 
Right. I don't get how like spreading a rumor about a firm helps the firm look good. I don't understand that because it wasn't like Quinn was trying to like secretly spread a rumor without it getting connected back to them. Like Quinn just straight up like whispered something and like so loudly that everyone around them could hear and then everyone else started whispering. (laughs) Yes. I said, these lawyers are messy. (laughs) They're messy. They clickish. (laughs) Oh yeah. No, they're real. There's a real rumor mill running in the- This is like the mean girls of like law. Like, okay. Pretty much. Pretty much. So after the networking bit, we run into Lena. As a reminder, Lena is the opposing lawyer from the Willow case that we had a couple of chapters ago. So there's another opportunity to hook up with her for 20 diamonds. Did you take it? Yeah, I got my nut. Mm-hmm. I did too. Because as cute as Ashland is, we, we're not monogamous yet. We're not right. exclusive. Right. And we haven't fucked. So because I am so blue-balled with this book at this point, I am I will take every diamond option you have to give me. Right. Whether it be every a firefighter. Whether it be an opposing lawyer, uh huh. Let me tell you, Lena, she's freaky she deaky, bro. She did not disappoint. Lena, she is freaky deaky. She'd be telling you, like, get undressed, get in the shower. I was like, oh. She did not disappoint. Okay. She's, mm, she's a little firecracker. I like Lena. It's going to suck when I'm, when I'm actually in a relationship with Ashlyn. I got to meet eyes with Lena from across the room and be like, I'm sorry, girl. I got my boo now. But you was good for two nights. You were really good for two nights. So the Monday after the conference, Gabe will interrupt a team working session to inform the team that they are taking over a case to defend a man named Marcus, who is a celebrity of a murder case for his girlfriend. Is it Alina? Alina? How do you say that? To be pronounced. (laughs) To be pronounced, pretty much. Hold on, let me... I feel like this is not nearly as hard as I'm making it. Aliana. Oh, okay. no. Okay. That was definitely harder than I thought it was going to be. I will say that, like, in Laws of Attraction, they tease this murder case, like, hardcore. Like, hard, 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 hardcore. And so I think, like, a lot of the readers are kind of waiting with, like, bated breath on, like, what the plot was going to be for this. So it seems that after eight chapters, we're finally here. So do you have any predictions? Do you, how do you think this is going to go? Oh, my. I don't even know. Like, the amount... It's like what we said, like, we tired, like, we can't, there's no foreshadowing on, like, how this is going to go, or, like, where the inspiration for, like, winning the case is going to come from. It's tiring. Do you think that Marcus could be potentially guilty? Like, how do you think? I mean, like, I mean, like, do you think choices would be that good to where, like, he is guilty and morally we have to come up with, like, a decision? No. So like there's been other plot points from different books that I'm not going to tell you because this is a spoiler, but I've played a book where someone was accused of doing something and they never really tell you if the person is, but they give you a choice to defend them or accuse them. Oh, and it does impact your relationship with the person. Oh, you think it's going to be spicy like that? Oh my God. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't played ahead. I really, I truly have not played ahead. So I don't know. Oh my god, I guess we'll find out. I guess we'll find out. It would be interesting if they did that, where, like, oh, yeah. you had the opportunity to, like, convince everybody, like, I mean, I don't know. Here's the thing, you're gonna defend Marcus either way, so it's not like you're gonna, you know, go for the opposing lawyer, law, like, law team right. <laughs> and, and accuse 
Marcus of doing this, but it would be interesting if there was a dialogue option to, you know, potentially, you know, say, oh, I believe that Marcus did or I believe that they didn't, right? Before we continue with the rest of the episode, I do want to remind everyone that if you have any questions, theories, or comments that you would like to be included in a future episode, please email us at playchoicespodcast.gmail.com. Make sure to specify whether you want to be shouted out or not, otherwise all emails will be anonymous. Questions can be related to books we've recorded episodes on, books that we haven't discussed yet, or even questions that you'd like to ask us. Alternatively, you can go to our Ask Box on playchoicespodcast.tumblr.com and submit a question. Just specify that it's for the podcast and we'll be sure to include it. And back to our episode. That's the end of our discussion for chapter eight. Now we're going to do, again, some rapid fire character impressions as a reminder. These are supposed to be very quick. First thing off the top of your mind, all right? Mm-hmm. Sadie. Bitch. She a bitch right now. I don't like her. Yeah, I'm not really liking her. She on my shit list. <laughs> Ryan. Who? We haven't. This is the. This is the. Oh, guy. oh my <laughs> god! He forgot. Oh, oh no! He wasn't in this chapter. It's fine. I shouldn't even have said his name. I'm sorry, Ryan. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh no! We gotta get back to the office. We gotta get back to the office. We gotta get back to the office. Uh, Gabe. Um, that's it. I don't got nothing oh. to say. He wastes my time. Any other time, I'm not gonna waste my thought on him. Next. Ooh. <laughs> Ashlyn? She chill. I like her. Okay. Potential new ally or you think you're just gonna be single? Uh, I don't know. Okay. No. You still not. We're gonna we were y'all, let's give Lucas some time. He's dealing with a breakup. <laughs> <laughs> he's dealing with a breakup, okay? He's he's dealing. We gotta he's reeling from it, so we gotta give him some time. To- Thank you, thank you, thank you. Let's move on. Let's move on to some non-alike characters. Bo. Stupid bitch. He a bitch too. <laughs> it must be in the name. It's We work for Mc, McBitch, not McBriar. We work for McBitch. <laughs> you said the alpha doesn't fall far from the tree. Okay, because I can't stand these bitches right now. Ooh, um, Martin. Oh, I know we didn't... <sighs> Good, 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 good. Okay. I know we didn't talk about it, but Martin's, uh-huh. he kind of grown on me a little bit. A little. I think the thing that I respect about Martin is that he dealt with the teasing in the chapter very well. Yes. Because during the, like, bonfire scene, like, he yes. was telling a story about him being younger and, like, breaking the rules. Everybody was like, oh, my God, I can't imagine him doing that. And then they were making jokes, like they're talking about doing some type of activity and Martin was like, Oh, I would never do that unless you're going to score me on points. And he was like, kind of like making fun of himself. Mm -hmm. So I do like to see him take himself a little bit less seriously, you know, but the thing I'm cautious about Martin, because I'm like, I just feel like these little moments where he's like jokey and enjoyable are so few and far in between. And like, He's just going to be an asshole. I just know it. Chapter 9, there's going to be something he does where I'm like, fuck this man again. Yes, yeah, true, true. And also, it kind of just adds to the atmosphere of, like, that bonfire because it was supposed to be more, like, laid back and more, like, yeah. you know, like, they had it in their head that it wasn't about the competition. It was just about, like, actually just, like, taking a breath. So once the competition is back on, oh. Oh, Yeah. I think he said that. I think he said, like, oh, yeah, I'll be chill for tonight, but tomorrow, like, it's back on or something like that, right? I think mm-hmm. he did say something along those lines. I adore him in this chapter. 
He was great in this chapter. I'll absolutely. miss him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll miss Nice Martin. <laughs> um, okay, and then let's talk about, last but not least, Gigi. That's my main. That's my gay best friend, respectfully. 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 Respectfully, <laughs> my gay best friend. <laughs> yeah, that's my main. She really... You know, I was like, let me take my time with her. She really, she did good. The chapter mm-hmm. seven, me being paired with her, us like, you know, literally getting that gambler to spill all the tea, getting that little, what uh-huh. do you call them? They they host, they be hosting the blackjack, whatever. I don't um, know, dealer? Yes, dealer, yes. That dealer was spilling all the tea and then we got paired up, you know. And even when I tried to give her credit, she was like, no, no, it really was all Quinn. I was like, oh, baby, okay. Yeah, yeah, I will say Gigi, definitely one of the few people that are not on my shit list. Martin, Bo are on my shit list, Sadie's on my shit list, Gabe's on my shit list. It's pretty much just me and the girls at this point. (laughs) Me and the girls, me and the gal pals getting along, except for Sadie. Sadie's not included in that. Right. (laughs) Okay, let's do some bingo. So again, uh, if you ha- if this is your first time listening to an episode, what we usually do is we put together a bingo card full of prompts. We try to mark off um, what stereotypes we think um, are going to come into play based off of the genre and the plot of the book, and uh, we see if we can get bingo. So um, we we never recap what we did on the last episode. We like I've said previously, we don't do freebies. You got to go give us some plays, give us some listens if you want to see right. which ones we've marked off. So we're going to start off with our first unmarked box, which is mc can sleep with their boss uh, at this point the way this is going i'm i'm about to mark that as never never <laughs> because holy shit i'm officially team national at this point i am tired of getting electrocuted every single time i look at this man <laughs> so it's time to go um the opposition is from the judge we really haven't come across this yet there is a another one that says open hearts uh suddenly a hissy trope wins a case I don't know if that's really happened yet. No, I don't think so. The key is winning the case with that. We've definitely had a suddenly a his who trope, but wins a case. Is it? Would we consider Lydia's to be that? Was that really a case? No, I don't think it was a case because, like, I mean, it was more so like out of obligation, right? I mean, like that man pays our bills. Yeah, I feel like a case would be like. We won in court, and that was solved outside of court. Outside of court, yeah. Okay, no. Next one says MC gives legal advice to random people. Hasn't really happened yet. The next prompt says pro bono lawyers will still make a lot of money. No, I really haven't gotten any indication that that's what they're trying to sell to us. I don't think so. The next one is there is a tragic story of someone, of a loved one getting screwed by the legal system. The only case that I could think could maybe fit this is like maybe um, Adam Wexler. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know if that counts, though. I mean, yeah, because that would have ruined his career. He would have not gone to college. Mm-hmm. And then that... we well, He didn't the- really get screwed. Like, I feel like when I get screwed, it has to be consequences. It feels like we saved him from that. Yeah, we did. I think, yeah, it doesn't count. Misuse of billable hours. I haven't really seen anything in the dialogue that would imply that. Nope. MC adopts a pet from a client. Nope. Someone's parents are in law, but they aren't passionate about law. Again, 
haven't really seen anything like that. Um, MC only has one long-term client for the entire book. Now, this could potentially be Marcus. Right. <gasps> no. I was going to say Mr. Rothwell, but I don't think he's going to come up again. If he does, then, then I maybe. would say, I would, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe. Yeah, but we need to figure that out first. So I would say Mr. Rothwell and Marcus are probably the two people that I would say would fit this. Um, MC hooks up with an ally at work. I mean, next you're far next away from it, it but yeah. I'm closer. <laughs> it's I'm not going to be corner. you. It's going to be me. <laughs> MC has a lot of free time despite being a lawyer. No, really haven't seen this at all. Uh, all my bitch does is work. Yeah. <laughs> I really have not seen Stay that running all. around. Stay uh -huh. being detective. Yep. MC will get gifts from a client. Nope. Not really. A lawyer sticks to their moral code. Again, I don't think that we've gotten into a situation where someone has had to sacrifice something in order to stick to their moral code. Right. And then last but not least, a lawyer does something unethical to win the competition. You think that's Bo? I mean, yes. Okay. Stupid bitch. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, it's him. It's B.O. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a stupid bitch. <laughs> Oh, and our girl Gigi's the one who caught out. Was like, "Oh, you stink." <laughs> uh huh. No, I thought that was Ashlyn. No, I thought it was Gigi. Mm. We gonna know. We gonna solve this on the podcast. Hold on. Now we're gonna see. Laws of Attraction, Chapter Eight, and we gonna fast forward to the scene. I'm gonna read it. I'm gonna read the dialogue out loud. Oh, first of all, let me pull this bangs dialogue. <laughs> i need y'all to see oh here we go she turns to ashlyn and frowns eyes going a bit distant that's narration guide i wonder should i try bangs so then Gigi says what please tell me that means we can just skip this horror show altogether the guy said oh sorry got a little distracted anyway you're welcome to pass on the zip line if that's a choice you can meet us at those platforms Right? Like, she just said, like, oh, I wonder if I should try bangs, and then, oh, sorry, I got a little distracted. Which is weird as fuck. That is weird. That's so off. And then, let me go to the part where they're jumping on the platform together, because that's when they have to get close. That's when they say he stinks. Okay, so it says, Ashlyn follows, and Bo and Martin catch her and pull her in. She moves around to the outside, leaning back and gripping onto Bo's shoulders. Then she says, oh, I think somebody's deodorant might have stopped working. That's your bitch. It's Ashlyn. It's Ashlyn. It's Ashlyn, my poor baby. She was held captive by this man's fumes. <laughs> she was assaulted. <laughs> so yeah, it was Ashlyn who said it. I feel so bad. Look at her face. I'm just looking at her face right now. She looks miserable. <laughs> then Bo says, sorry, Tanaka. This must just can't be contained. That's you, so disgusting. You made her night. You made her night, though. That is so disgusting. Yeah, I had. that's exactly why I felt bad. I had to take her diamond scene because I was like, girl, I don't know if you recovered from that experience. Anywho, we went off. We, went, we got sidetracked. That's the end of our episode, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Hold on, damn bitch, let me do the outro. <laughs> that was loud as fuck. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we release 
episodes um, every Friday, 9 p.m. PST, or if you're on the East Coast, that would be midnight um, Saturday. So we will be back next Saturday with a new episode. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Now you do your loud ass bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. I'm great. (laughs) 